This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Steve Sparky, 5 for 12.50 a.m. The fan here in beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. How y'all doing on this beautiful day? Uh, let's talk some PBA bowling, shall we? Along with our guy, Phil Brylo over there. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Bruce City Bowling, a.k.a. $2 Phil. And, of course, Dwight Auburn from the Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin, Wisconsin. Follow him on Twitter at Dewey300. World Series of Bowling to talk about. We had the three animal patterns earlier in the week in Milwaukee. Or I, I guess you could say Wauwatosa, suburb of Milwaukee. And they kept saying that on the broadcast. So I figured out Miles will point that out as well. Uh, at Bolero Lanes there. Phil, you were there all week long. How were the crowds uh, throughout the week with the Animal Pattern shows and then leading up to the weekend? Yeah, everything was a sellout. Everything yesterday was insane standing room only. On Sunday. On yep. Sunday for the World Championship. Uh, it was pretty much standing room only the other three nights, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday as well. Crowds were really into it. Uh, lots of... Uh, the. the the fun part was just seeing guys taking buckets of beers in the stands. Like, you know, you're in Milwaukee when it's just buckets of beers going up in the stands, you know, fans are running to the bar between games and, you know, getting back to their seats for the next match. So, you know, uh, this is my thing. And I was thinking about it, watching the show on Sunday. There's probably little to no chance that Milwaukee, Wisconsin, gets these shows. If Tom Clark is not the commissioner of the PBA, a little, little to no chance. If, yeah. if it's somebody else that's from California or New York or wherever, yeah. Milwaukee is not getting as much run as we're getting from the PBA tour. And it's in large part, thanks to Tom Clark, who is a Wisconsin guy who lives in Wisconsin, uh, that we're able to get these shows. So yeah. those of you that live here locally that are listening to this spare time uh, uh, podcast should be very, very, very thankful that Tom Clark is the PBA commissioner, Dwight. And also very proud because the fans did show up all the matches. Um, I didn't see an empty seat on any of them. We tried to get my daughter, Ashley, and I tried to get tickets for yesterday. Uh, We didn't. Um, It was sold out. Even our sources, we just couldn't come up with them. Um, So uh, I enjoyed watching it on TV anyways. Um, I had a lesson in the morning anyways, so it would have been tough for me to make the show. What are you charging nowadays uh, for lessons? Two fifty for 30 minutes? (laughs) What is it? I only wish, Sparky. (laughs) What are you charging now? I do forty dollars an hour. Oh, that's lesson. super that's cheap! Wow, yeah, which includes it's a bargain video. of the year. You should yeah, be charging more than so, that. That's maybe why I'm so booked. <laughs> Dude, a half hour in ba- in youth baseball, like thirty minutes in youth baseball, is forty five dollars. Yeah, and then for yeah. a full hour, it's normally like seventy five bucks. For me, it's a labor of love. I I don't want to get rich off of it. I just why not? Think, what? <laughs> why not? Why not? Why don't you want to get rich off of it? Stop. I just enjoy doing it. I'm going to start doing, I enjoy doing giving these things for you. We're going to make up but, new rates. Yeah. Yeah. That's my marketing weird. man for coaching. That is so way cheap. Too cheap. Way too cheap. Oh, well, thank you guys. Well, you're, you're welcome. 
I'll figure it out and raise your prices. Sorry, right. if you're Dwight's customer, yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're paying more. Yeah, your rates are going up. Yep. Phil and I didn't know. We're raising the rates. Oh this God. is ridiculous. Come on, man. You're a legend. You should be charging way more than that. Yeah. A Hall of Famer. Right. Right. And not to mention a star personality on a podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess mentioned Easily all the 75 an hour. Easily 75 <laughs> an hour. Minimum. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's fine. I'm glad you brought it up, though. <laughs> At least we can help. All right, but, but I just thought I just thought that um, yes, Tom had the vision to bring it to Milwaukee. I mean, many many years ago, he was in this studio saying, "Do you think it would work in Milwaukee?" Yeah, you know. And when we had the normal uh, on the air radio show, so it's great that the fans turned out. Um, <clears> that the the quote I was going to have all day for you guys was. If a PBA tour is a drug, we all overdosed these last two weeks. Of a lot of PBA. Yeah. So I'm just worn out from watching it all. Yeah. You know, but um, just uh, the scream and the howler and the excitement, uh, the storylines just on and on and on what the last two weeks were. But I'll never forget Howler House, especially with Ashley being at my side. That was just a thrill of a lifetime. Now, I will say this. I saw multiple social media posts of Jason Belmonte on different mm -hmm. radio shows last week, mm -hmm. some of which were in studio. Mm -hmm. um, TV coverage, I didn't watch a lot of local TV news stations to know yeah. where he was. Phil was involved in some of that down there. Dave Coleman did a great job with yep. the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. That yeah. I know I was texting with Dave Coleman after Phil told me. Dave Coleman, a longtime motorsports writer for the Journal Sentinel. I've had him on Sparky's final inspection a million times over the course of the years. Yeah. Love me some Dave Coleman. Um, so I know we got coverage there. I think PBA did a real good job of getting Belmo out there mm -hmm. and on these different radio shows and promoting the fact that they're in town. Mm -hmm. and, and I, and by the way, applause to the radio shows for actually being okay with having a pro bowler on your show. A long time. It'd be like, no, nah, we're not interested. Yeah. We're good. Well, yes. we'll pass. You know, you get a lot of, we'll pass. And it's not because PBA two ain't trying. They're trying, but these radio shows just don't think it's a draw. So they're not going to put them on the radio. Correct. Uh, and the fact that they were able to get Belmonte on several shows, I didn't think that was good. I know that, Milwaukee tonight was there. TMJ4, Cassandra was there, and she did a piece of BJ Moore while the Cheetah Championship was going on. Uh, Stop. Yep. We don't need to interview BJ Moore. <laughs> I, there's no need to interview BJ Moore. Like, if I was if I was Tom Clark or the media relations people, I've got my five or six guys. The rest of y'all, yeah. y'all get to be really good. We'll put you on TV. But Tackett's doing it. Uh, Belmo's doing it. Troop is definitely Simonson, out, out yeah. front. He's doing it. I don't know about Simonson. We'll get to Simonson. Right. Um, so, <laughs> you know, some of these guys you're going to put out there. Nobody knows who the hell BJ Moore is. You're probably yeah. not going to see BJ Moore on TV again the rest of the year. Like, give give these TV people somebody that these local Joes and, G and Marys or whatever are watching on TV when they're flipping through on Fox yeah. and going, oh, I saw that dude on TV. I'm a, he seems like a real nice guy. I'm going to stay here and root for that guy. Quick story. My mother came over this weekend. My mother who has watched bowling forever. Yeah. And when she, she flips through the channels, if it's on six, Fox six, she'll stop and watch it. She goes, Hey, I, I got to tell you last weekend, I felt bad for Jason Belmonte. I was like, you felt bad for Jason Belmonte. I'm yeah. like, why is that ma? She goes, he was up the bowl and they were chanting USA, USA. <laughs> she goes, that wasn't very nice at all. Oh, she goes, yeah. I did not like that. And I'm like, well, it was the world versus the USA. And that's right. how it was. Well, I still don't like them chanting USA at Belmonte. <laughs> 
Okay. And I said, well, the world beat them in every match. And do you know what she said? She goes, good. They deserve it. Good. Good. She was all happy. I was like, oh, my God. So, yeah. but I mean, that tells you, again, my mom, casual, casual right. fan. If it's flip, she's flipping through the oh. channels because she doesn't have, she has the basic. That's all she's got yeah. for TV. If she's flipping through and she sees bowling, she stops and she'll watch it because she loves it. Yeah. And that that was funny to me. I, so BJ yeah. Moore, stop. <laughs> we don't need to interview BJ Moore, y'all. Like the right. media relations team should be out in front. We love you. Step aside. Kyle, come here. <laughs> I mean, that, right. you just got to be yeah. real about it. Who's going to yeah. bring eyes to the set? Kyle Troop's going to bring eyes to the set. Belmonte is going to bring eyes to the TV. That's yes. what you need, Phil. Yeah, I think it was just kind of a last minute right. fill piece that's by Channel the, 4. That's the thing. Right. Last minute fill piece. Right. right. Yeah. Because they couldn't even be, obviously, inside the 24 side at Bolero because the live FS1 show was going on at the same time they were doing this interview with BJ Moore. So they had to do, they took BJ over to the 48 side and did the interview. This is the thing. Okay. Give me, me, just me now. Somebody should have went over to Tom and said, hey, dude, we got local TV here. Right. They need somebody. I know we're super busy over here, but who's the best we can give them? Right. Right. He ain't going to say BJ Moore. (laughs) He's going to be like, hold on, let me think about this. Okay, let's go get this person and walk him out there mm-hmm. to go talk to him. I Listen, I, I'm not trying to piss off or offend BJ Moore, but you're yeah. BJ Moore, man. Yeah. Like, you got to know who you are. Like, if I'm in a room and there's Skip Bayless and Kyle Hurd and Stephen A. Smith, I'm just that loser from Milwaukee. That's it. Nobody knows That's who I am. Nobody cares who I am at not that point. A-list guy. Right? That right. matter. Yeah. Right. I'm right. like letter Z list guy. <laughs> BJ Moore's with me at letter Z. I mean, you're not at the top of the food yeah. chain that you should be doing local TV interviews yeah. when you're in town. Now, I don't even know where BJ Moore is from. If BJ Moore was from Milwaukee, yeah. fine. Big yeah. story. Yeah. Then that's different. Local yeah. guy. Local guy right. done good. Okay, yeah. fine. Then, then you got family and friends, and uh, right. that makes sense. What do you think, Dwight? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, <laughs> we were in the we were in the um the line to get into Sunday show for the Team USA versus the World, and um, luckily one of my customers uh, kind of waved my daughter and I over. Uh, otherwise, we would have been down by lane sixty five to lane seventy. The lines were so long to get sure. into the show, and so we appreciate that. Thanks, Bob. By the way, and uh, 
BJ Moore walked right past me and I whispered in Ashley's ear, there's BJ Moore. And And she said, who? (laughs) (laughs) Now, if uh, Belma would have walked past all of us, oh my. Nobody needed to whisper anybody who Belma was. Right. I I, I would assume quite a few fans would have stopped out of the line to get a picture with them or whatever the case may be. BJ Moore walks by. Hey, dude, can you grab me some fries on your way back? Yeah, I'm being mean to PJ Moore, but I'm sorry. I mean, that we just got to know what we're doing here from a media relations standpoint. Like, that's got to be top of mind of who we're giving people. Not just, oh, look, PJ Moore's on a lane. Let's grab him. I I, I know you you did well this week or whatever, and you were on an animal pattern show, but he also made the uh, Portland Maine uh, PBA League. Oh, yeah, he's made shows over. He's got a title. Oh, yes, I know who he is, but he's not big enough to be doing stuff like this to draw people. Joe average fan doesn't know who BJ no! is. No, right. no, of course not. Okay, so uh, let's. Sorry, we wasted ten minutes on that, but <laughs> that needed to be addressed because yeah. that's see, there's little things here that you've got to figure out working forward. Now, yes. uh, before we get to the animal I, pattern, I get it. Before we get to the animal pattern, I, I, I want to go over something. So, Lucas Wiseman, USBC, yeah. tweets out the video of Simonson doing the press conference yeah. okay. with Phil. Yep. Right. And then Lucas Wiseman tweets out, Anthony Simonson was a bundle of joy during the PBA, quote, press conference after making the PBA World Championship show. Side note, is it really a, quote, press conference if there's no press? Okay, well, Phil's media. Well, we'll count Phil as media. We'll count, we'll count you as media. Yeah. But his point is, it's not like there's six TV stations and five newspaper writers or whatever else. So I don't know, Lucas. You can call it whatever the hell you want to call it. It doesn't really matter to me. The point is, Simonson gets up there. Phil asks him a bunch of questions. And Simonson, who is just on this show, knows Phil. Obviously, Phil was the reason we got him on. Wiseman, well, Phil and, and Tom Clark helped out tremendously, too, in getting him on. But in, in, he gets up there, and Anthony Simonson goes, no comment, no comment, no comment, no comment. Literally, that's all he said to every answer was no comment, no comment, no comment. I, get, I retweet it, right? Yes, I saw that. I get a tweet back from KJ, who's listener to the show for a long, long time, uh, listener to the radio station a long time. Sparky, this is a big reason why the PBA has very little impact in the sports stratosphere. That's not how you promote your sport. Uh, and tweeted at Sparky Radio to that. Now, that's somebody that just saw a retweet from me. Somebody that probably doesn't follow Lucas Wiseman, right? Doesn't probably follow the PBA tour necessarily. But I retweet it. He sees the video, watches it, and goes, no wonder nobody's talking about you when you got Stuff like that happening. Your thoughts, Phil? I'm going to withhold my thoughts on Lucas's <laughs> comment about no media there. Uh, because we had six guys there last night. Okay. During qualifying rounds. Well, during that, that one, though, you right. were the only one asking questions. Well, during that fair. particular segment of Correct. the press conference. Right. Because you just kept going no comment. And there's reasons behind that. And if Anthony wants to talk about it, that's up to him. So, right. you know. Go ahead. Him and I had a talk after it was done. We're good. Right. So, but, you know, PBN done press conferences in six years in the world series of bowling including when lucas wiseman was in charge of that stuff when he was at flow bowling mm-hmm. so for well, I've, us- I've been involved in those after tv match yeah. interviews when it was in vegas yes yeah. it right. would be me the pba media relations right. jerry and bill yeah myself and then there was usually one other person i think there right um and it was us four and we would ask and then if i wanted a one-on-one i would wait let them do their thing for their pba articles for the pba.com sure. right. and then i get my one-on-one we played back on the show after it aired on tv right so i mean i understand i understand how the whole thing works yeah. my question is with what kj is saying like this isn't a good look for the pba tour 
this isn't how you promote the PBA tour when this type of stuff gets out on social media. And I get it, right? So Marshawn Lynch does his whole thing years right. ago, right, where he didn't want to talk. Yeah. But the NFL's at a whole different level, obviously, yeah. than the PBA tour. The NFL's up here. PBA tour's here trying to climb the food chain. It's never going to get to that level, but it's getting better. I mean, we're talking about a million people a week watching and so forth. So they've got people watching. You've got sold out uh, Bolero for a week we just talked right. about. So the BBA is is moving on up. I didn't think about what KJ said until KJ said it. Because I looked at it like we know why we we know he Simonson. I keep calling him Wiseman. We know Simonson is an emotional dude, mm-hmm. wears his emotions on his sleeves during the course of the week, whatever, right. kind of a rashish to a certain degree yeah. of how he goes about. I made up a word there. Um, <laughs> I that's that's kind of what he is. Yeah. So I saw it, I laughed, I was like, okay, whatever, right? Maybe he it's fine if he doesn't do it or whatever. I don't know what the rules are there. Um, so he does it, it fulfills his media obligations and walks off. Yeah. Not the first time it's been done in sports, won't be the last time. But to an outsider looking at it, that's not how he viewed it. Dwight, what do you think? Well, I texted you back on it and, and let you know my comments on it. And um, I did read some social media comments after uh, that uh, post was out there. And uh, a few people agreed with me. I just thought it was unprofessional. But I also then looked at it. What pissed them off? You know, and that's, you know, it feels like, well, we have a long story about that. There had to be something to drive them to do it. I also look at it again, and I hate to use the word youth, but he's young. You know, at 26, I believe. And so. Uh, um, Randy talked about it on the radio uh, TV show about maturity uh, with Simonson. You know, so there were a couple things that he did this week, whispering in Belmo's ear on yesterday's show. Yeah, that, but that was trying to help Belmo. Yeah, but that was that, that was him that was helping him. That was after the that match. That was him telling him, hey, watch right. out for this I've on that lane. I've seen that. Oh, you guys are teammates. You, it's, usually off, it's usually off camera. But Simon was, as soon as he was done, he was getting off that set and getting the hell out of there. We all knew it. Well, good for Simonson for doing it. Listen, right. Because I agree with you, Dwight. I don't ever remember seeing a lot of that with guys. One guy loses to the other guy. The guy that loses goes up and helps the guy for the next match yeah. as far as Just what he can do better. In the same sp- you really right. don't see that. Ball equipment. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. if I'm Belmonte, I was like, Dude, that's cool. I mean, whether or not Belmonte yeah. listened to his advice or not, it was still cool that he offered what he thought yeah. he saw. Out there. It just took me off guard. Yeah, yeah it right. just happens. I off, it. Yeah, it happens off camera most of the time. They they go power with the ball reps as soon as it's done. They go to commercial. Nobody's left on the set because it's a guy coming on for the next match. It's getting his practice, so the rest of the guys are all powering right. off set and doing what they're talking about. And they're on the same staff. Yeah, what did you see? Here's this. Here's that. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. That's what it, I mean. You watch. Bill sees yeah. it a lot more than uh, the person watching at home. Right. Everyone got a chance to see this at home. Yeah, but Dwight, I know you. I know you. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you lose, you ain't helping Jack. Right. You're getting. <laughs> you're crapping into hell out of there. Right. Right. I yep. mean, that's that's who you are. Right. And to be that's honest with you, left. Right. And to be honest with you, I thought that's who Simonson was, too. Like, right. I'm pissed. I'm mad. I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah. I did not expect but, him to step up and go help Elmo. He had a good week, but he didn't have a good week. He didn't I mean, finish. He, he made a lot of shows, but he didn't win a title. Didn't finish. But you got to remember, too, with Simonson, remember back to the Masters last year, they had the whole ball controversy where all those yeah. storm balls got disqualified. Yeah. And what do you say when he won? You can't stop, stop us. It. Correct. Yeah. And that's that's the, the loyalty Christmas. that these yeah. that these the brand play, the plant brand players have for each other. So as soon as Simonson was out of it, mm-hmm. it's not a surprise that I'm surprised it didn't happen off camera. Yeah. But it's not a surprise that Simon just whatever information Belmo wanted, Belmo got once he yeah. was done. Simonson's coming, y'all. He's coming one way or the mm-hmm. other. 
he he is he could end up being that guy after Belmo going forward here. Yeah, much as we talk about Troop and Tackett and everything else, Simonson might be that lightning rod this tour needs if he continues yeah. it to was, go about his business. Well, it was just kind of a little bit of shock and awe on the interview because all the other pros gave nice interviews, answered all. Phil, I thought there was another gentleman answering the questions too. I heard a different voice. There were there were three people there. Yeah, for the for the press conference for the top five on thursday gotcha. top five made and, it so and simon gets behind the mic and just like no comment no comment yeah he was mad he didn't want to do it right would he have got fined is there a rule where you get fined if you don't do media yeah, obligations yeah, there's, so, yeah. For, especially was, for something like that he was yeah, saving money been fine. which is fine that's well, the only reason marshawn had, lynch did what he did every time he talked to the media same thing otherwise i'm gonna get fined and he literally marshawn lynch would sit down and go i'm just here so i don't get fined well, next question i'm just yeah. here so i don't get fined next question i'm just here so i don't get fined next question here, that's all it was here's how i look at it is it should be a privilege for him to be where he is at as his age, 26 no, I, years old, and he's I, a PBA star. No, no, no. You're talking like an old guy. It, it, and listen, I'm an old guy too, right? Yeah. And I get it. But having kids, you know, having a 16-year-old and listening to how he views crap that irritates the hell out of me, he's like, oh, I don't have a problem with it at all. And we have completely different views, but at least I can see the other view. When you're that age, you aren't thinking it's a pri- – well, okay, I shouldn't say that most guys aren't thinking it's a privilege for to be here. Most guys are like, I worked my tail end off to get here. I belong here. I deserve to be here and I should be winning. And I'm getting screwed because of this, 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 or that. Now the whole, I'm getting screwed because of this, 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 and that. I don't know if that's our generation, their generation or whatever, or if this has been going on for the course of time, there is a lot of that. Like it's never my fault of why it didn't go wrong. Or why it didn't go right? It's always somebody else's fault. Of why I, it didn't go right? There's a time and a place for it. For me, if I was in that same situation and I had aspirations of being a pro bowler, I would have went off the cameras and went and talked to Tom and said, "Hey, Tom, I don't agree with this. This is wrong. You guys really need to take a look at it, not to bring it to the front table during a interview." I just thought it was. Well, he didn't timing. say what his issue yeah. was. He just said no comment. Yeah. Right. He yeah. didn't. He didn't go public with the what the dirty laundry that he had or whatever he was and, mad about. And that dirty. And I know it was aired out to several people from the PBA his dirty laundry. I wasn't privy to the conversations, but, but I saw the conversations go. I saw yeah. Anthony and Tom and Anthony so and talk to him. Lee maintenance talking on what he yep. thought was what Anthony was seeing and what he thought was going on. So can Belmo, you as, soon as, on as soon as Belmo, well, I don't know what exactly what they were oh, talking about. I wasn't in those conversations. But Belmo, yesterday we get done with the press conference. We kind of went out of order because we got EJ first because Belmo was signing autographs because he had a line six miles long. EJ obviously. won the championship for those of you that missed yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, Belmo came in. He got done with the, he got done with his part of the press conference and then uh, started immediately talking to Tom about how they should change. You know, the format for the World Championship this year wasn't the best format to use. So I mean, these guys are always the players are always thinking about what to do and they're and they're pulling Tom's ear and stuff like that. It never stops for Tom. He's always got somebody trying to pull his ear on a player's but side. This is the thing, right? Um and I don't know how it works. Like I've never sat down and had long conversations with Tom Clark about how his job works or whatever else. But I feel like even though they're not a union or right. anything per se, just gonna bring that up, there man. should be some type of I, leadership uh, council or is. leadership board. And it should be simple. Like Tom should just be like, listen, guys, I ain't talking to all y'all all week. Everybody pull me in a different direction. Right. After every tournament, the next mo- Monday morning, whatever, we can have a big Zoom with the four of you or five of you, whoever it is. Right. And we could all talk about how the tournament went that week, what we want to see change and so forth and do it that way. Like Tom doesn't need to be talking to like 50 different dudes throughout the course of a week yeah, about everybody's individual on. complaints. Yeah. Go right. to your guys on your leadership council. Yeah. I'll meet with them the Monday after every tournament. 
We'll go over stuff. I'll take notes down. We'll figure out how we're going to do it next year. I think that's more than fair at this point. Yes, yeah. But but you can't have every Tom, Nick, and Harry wanting to talk to him throughout the course of a week and then expecting him to remember everything every single individual bowler told him exactly. during the course of a week. Yeah. That's unfair. That that no. that can't happen. I thought they did have a players they representative. Do. Yeah, they do have a players committee. I believe Chris Barnes is president. I haven't seen anything on it in a while, but there is a players committee. I believe Barnes is still the, the president of that committee. I know Rhino Page was president a few years back. These are all old people. So. Well, no, no, no. At, uh, See, uh, rewind, stop, rewind the <laughs> tape. Let me clarify what I meant. Yeah. You have to be, you have to be bowling and active, right? Mm-hmm. At this point. So, and that, and to See me, firsthand. right? Yeah. And to well, me, it's Damonte, True, Simonson, the guys that are the top bowlers. Those are the guys should be out there, the ones that I talk to on Mondays afterwards, right? Yeah. Or you just make it top five in point standings. That's who we're going to talk to every Monday after. Y'all can talk to Well, Barnes is a full-time player out there still. Even though he's an old guy, he's still – he's at every event. Right. And he had a good run at the Masters. That's nice. But he's not one of the top guys anymore. Understand. I mean, I I love Chris Barnes. I think he'll do great on TV when he gets that chance. But, no. Uh, Okay, so we got – now we wasted 22 minutes. (laughs) We haven't talked about any of the animal patterns, which is typical us. Uh, So, quickly, I I don't really want to go into great detail on all of these. But the first show I do want to get into some detail on. Mm -hmm. Please do tell me. How many times in your career did you have you seen a dude throw three gutter balls oh, in a match in a tournament championship well, or yeah. one of the t- top games? I've never seen yeah. it. And well, all I'm gonna say is this yeah. that match, and he came back and won, but he good at two fouls. that Kimberly Pressler interview beforehand. Yeah. Woo. If I would have been AJ Johnson, I'd be like, I'm not talking about this. What else do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. There ain't no way. You come up to me and ask me before I'm about to go on TV. So pretty much, I'm not going to say exactly what she said because I don't remember what she said. But pretty much, how does it feel always be the bridesmaid, never able to yeah, be the bride? That That's that pretty much what it was. Oh, yeah. now go bowl and tell me how you do. Oh, you want right. to start? Holy crap! Yeah. And then he's you. there going, "Oh yeah, man, it's in my head. I'm always Wrong thinking question. about it." And da 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 da. I'm like, he's screwed. It's over. Like now, go bowl. It's done. And then he throws a gutter ball, and I'm like, hey, here we go. It's so, Saw this one coming. It's so publicized oh, because he yeah. he is such a great bowler that doesn't have a title yet, you know, be it a sports Oh, it was a legitimate and, question. Right. Yeah. But that, for me, that just screwed him mentally at that point. That's the yeah. last thing you hear before you go to bowl. Yeah, it could have been a better question. But, no, to getting back to your gutter ball, I mean, the PBA constantly also. plays the match between Pete Weber and Del Ballard yeah. and Ballard's famous gutter ball. You know, so I get recall on that every time that happened. But three in, in a match and then three and five frames, three and five yeah. frames and then two fouls by a butcher. OK, well, let's talk about that, too. Yeah. Bad decisions on footwear. First of all. OK, yeah. So Butcher said, well, he wore a new pair, rookie mistake, whatever. Yeah. They showed that first one. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it, I'm like. It looked like a foul to me. I mean, it was really, really close. close. It wasn't like a toe was on the line. I no. mean, part of the shoe might have been on the line. Well, the second one, I didn't even see it anywhere close to the line. And they said it I, was a foul. I had at least a half dozen people come into the shop last week and say, what's with all those gutter balls and fouls? What a crazy show. So, I mean, something like that really got people talking. Yes. Yeah. You know, so I waited all week to ask Phil this. Who was calling the fouls? Uh, Eric Pearson was the foul line judge and they have a camera at the foul line to back up his call. So when they went to those local guy, it's always been for the last bunch of years, whoever's been the lay maintenance guy on the PBA before that was Sean Perry. Before that, it was 
Mark 17. It's always the lane maintenance guy that's doing the foul calls. On you the explain TV something shows. to me. Okay. That is sounds stupid. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm the amateur on the show. When I bowl in my league and I, my foot slides across, it buzzes. Right. right. Why weren't they on? There ain't some dude sitting on each lane telling me if I cross oh. the line or not. Right. Why in God's name is it an individual human being like an umpire when you don't need it to be? Like, that is ridiculous. Those, those foul lights aren't perfect sometimes. Sometimes you get a spot of oil on the approach or something like that at the foul line. It reflects and the foul lights go off. And so that's been that way for decades for the PBA right. that they've used the foul judge. And I will tell you, I hate it. Yeah. That, it sh- that buzzer should be on. And then that dude should be the secondary of, yes, yeah. the buzzer was right or no, it was wrong. I think you were short. Let's look at the camera. Uh-huh. Right. And then you go and you look at the replay. Yeah. Then I'm okay with that if that's what you want to do. Yeah. I don't like the human element being the first call at the end of the day. And then you say they go to the camera. Yeah. And they like, mm-hmm. I, the, the second shot they showed on TV, you weren't yeah. close to it. I, so I don't, I have no idea. Well, you just have to touch it. You don't have to go over it. You right. just have to touch the line. And I looked like to me, he was on the line. The first one, it barely. looked like he was barely touching right. it, maybe. Not to show my age. Sparky, but I worked on those when I was 18 years old. I worked Bolero. on what? The foul lights when they would go off and needed adjustment oh. at Bolero All right. as a mechanic. So those have those are original foul light units. Still? Still. They those put are, all that money in a Bolero yeah, and they didn't touch never, 20 years ago, yeah. Never that that was just to. lane replacement. The yeah. foul lights right. are still from what I worked on, and you can tell by the covers and the units and the whole deal. It's a lens type of deal. And the problem is I don't want to rip on the proprietors in town, but there's a large percentage of proprietors where the foul lights don't even work at all, at all. Hmm. And our, most of our centers in Milwaukee, correct. Ours are never on it at, at uh, New Berlin. Really? Yeah. So uh, my wife, Betty, uh, had a uh, Sunday morning junior travel at holiday lanes. Now before obviously the Schlagers bought it and turned it into lucky lanes. She had to actually sit uh, in the middle of that, uh, um, lane um, separation between lanes uh, six and seven over there and watch uh, the kids following or not because one of the parents felt the other kids were following and Sunday Come junior on, travel man. had a lot of scholarship money. We talking about here. Yeah, so you replace the foul light. So what is it? How much does it cost to replace one yeah, of those? It can't be much. What? I mean, what right. are we doing? Right. Just it, it's lazy. More, it, it's that, or it's just the lack of uh, mechanics to try to fix them or lack of care. Right. Correct. I mean, on that added step. I, I, so now here we have a lady that's trying to run the the league and she has to now sit and call fouls if if the kid fouled on a Sunday morning in a travel league. Stupid. I just right. I just thought that was wrong. But yeah. that's again, why weren't they on is the is the big yeah. is the big yeah. point there. All right. So Butcheriff ends up uh losing to Johnson and he shouldn't have, but he did. Uh so Johnson moves on. Then this next character comes up here. Mm, this is the next guy I want to talk about. Man, next guy I want to talk about here. Yeah. This dude here, man. Woo-wee. Yep. Back to the 70s, right? I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. The 70s show. That that's who this guy looks like he belonged to. 24 years well, he old. He was an engineer. Uh yeah, right. Yeah. The whole family's are engineers. engineers. Gr- yeah. Grunden, Grunden, whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah, Grunden. He, he comes up there. Dude's got like electrical tape or duct tape on his on his There's, tennis yep. shoes. The reason for that. And all this, right? Yeah. And he starts. And I'm listening to them talk about this. Well, he wore bowling shoes and he fell like three times. Mm. Athlete? Maybe not. <laughs> so that that's probably not a good sign. So then you have to get special permission to wear these 
old vintage shoes like he that he had shoes, on yeah. to go out there and wear. So he's not sliding at all. He's no. stepping and throwing. Yes. Right. And to me, that feels like that would be a lot more harder to do than sliding. Uh, yeah. To me. Coming from the coach again. Yes. It seems like it could be a lot <laughs> more the difficult. Only one. Ogle also had two. Dude yeah. throws his first um, ball. His strike music is playing. And dude's like bopping his head. Right? I know. Bopping his I head. Like digging down there. I was like, this dude's amazing. Yeah. Like, I want this dude to be good. Because right. this dude, I just, just let's just watch him. And he was emotional. He got yes. fired up on different stuff. Oh. He's talking to himself. Be better than that. Be better right. than that. Like, right. oh, my God. He beat himself up pretty good for yeah. not going yeah. to that right ball change. I don't yeah. know if we'll ever see him again. But I, I hope I so. think you will. He really would be he will. would be fun to watch going mm-hmm. forward. There's a story to the electrical tape. Well, because the PBS that was. a product registration that you so in order to have your product used on TV or in the tournaments, you need to be able to, you know, you have to have that product registration fee paid. So they're obviously not getting any money from Nike. So they cover the logos with gaff tape. That's what that was. That's mm-hmm. what that was. It wasn't because the shoes are old and ripped and stuff like that. It's that they had to cover the yeah, logo. Peters had said it. They he looked like he went through a, a meat grinder or something right. like that. Is what Peters well, so said. So did Buttruff shoes, but that's mm-hmm. just Buttruff shoes are just old and decrepit and worn. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that's that's why all the gaff tape was on there is because PBA is protecting themselves with the product registration. Yeah. It's not fair to oh that makes three G shoes sure. or, or anybody yeah. else hammers their own shoes and care strike. Yeah, it's not fair to them if those logos are out I, there. And yeah. as a coach, I was yeah. super impressed by his game. So my my wife always tells me I missed my calling that I should be a color analyst. And so the first match I said to the wife long before Randy talked about, I said, My God, he's got one of the fastest uncupped to cupped wrist positions from the backswing to the release he just snaps on it like i've never seen and so a game later randy picks up on it and talks word for word what i just said to my wife she looks at me she goes i hate you yep right on it <laughs> but i mean how hard is that to do what he's doing yeah. oh amazing you know and the funniest part about grandin is that while usa versus the world was going on they had open practice for the guys and the rest of the tv shows they put the parents on the 48 side of bolero Grindon was there every day when it started here on Saturday and Sunday. He was there both days of practice started at noon and started practicing. It was just, he's the only guy I saw that was out there practicing on the cheetah, getting ready for that next night. Really? Show, getting ready for Monday night show. Hard worker. Damn Wanted. hard worker. Mm-hmm. And that's the second step ladder he's made this year. He made one in Shawnee that was, that was on both TV. Right. So, and- I mean, he's, he's, he, 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 he was in contention in those couple other animal tournaments for a while too. And he's, he's, God's, he's just so analytically smart. He see things, mm-hmm. sees things on the lanes and knows how to play on the lanes in a couple of areas that guys really weren't during Cheetah, and he mm-hmm. had something that other guys didn't. He took full advantage of it. Mm-hmm. But to clear the point, number one, he he was from Wichita, mm-hmm. um, so he went to Correct. college at Wichita for the bowling. They, they did mention that, you know, and gave Gordon Vatican a, a, a nice mention on that. Um, but to clear the point, though, is he does have normal bowling shoes. He just couldn't wear them because he was sliding too much. He just, it's no. a comfort factor for him. He it's doesn't so wear any bowling yeah, shoes. It's so different than so, just Stayrook back in the yeah, day, or so, Matt, Matt Ogle has a converted sole where it's right. not leather, it's rubber on his bowling shoes. Right. But the, so he uses two rubber soles. My as well. comment, though, was he wore those shoes all week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then had a, so there was some talk that Randy talked about that he got permission to use them, that it's not normally allowed. Yeah. You have to right, get because yeah. of the product registration. Right. He's okay. got to get cleared. Otherwise, right. he couldn't wear them. Right. Okay. So Clark cleared them. Or yeah. whoever it is in charge of that. Well, here's where I'm getting to the point again: is is um, how much of that rubber off the bottom of his shoe is he leaving on the approach? You couldn't because well, you'd get through. You'd have to change. You can't deface. It's USBC rules. You can't deface the approach in any matter with your shoes. If you do, you have to change out of those shoes. That's 
zero you know, and that would only happen if they were like black rubber soles yeah. where it would leave marks that right. would that the bat bottom holes i think were blue and worn yeah. yes it looked like a tire that was like had no tread left on <laughs> it yeah. he wasn't leaving rubber anywhere yeah. owns a pair of bowling shoes no okay so that's what that's he, he said all he, the they, they oh. said on tv he tried bowling shoes fell three times trying to gotcha. slide and said to hell with it i'm done okay yep. and then went to basketball yep. shoes or whatever the heck yep. he's wearing so crazy all right so anyways uh, so uh, Cheetah Championship final status. EJ Tackett wins, uh, beats BJ Moore there. Uh, and a nice win, obviously, for EJ Tackett, who really dominated the whole week, right? Yeah. He walked out after winning yesterday with $140,000 in the World week. Series of Bowling. <laughs> Six out of his 10 previous PBA seasons, he did not make that for an entire season. Think about that. And think yeah. about how the money's getting better for the PBA, thanks to Bolero. Well, He's already at 360000 on the year. So my question for both of you is, was it just a matter of time? Was this just coming because of how talented he was, and this was just the weekend to break through? I think everybody has known how talented he yeah. is. Yeah, I remember being him maybe at PBA World Series of Bowling in Vegas when he first got here. Yeah. And everybody was talking about he's the next one of the next young guns. Remember, we talked about yeah, we had our whole yeah, young guns, yeah, Svenson, yeah, Tack, all these yeah. guys, Simonson. They were all the young guns when we yeah. were doing our radio show. Yeah. So and here they come, watch out. And now they're all starting to arrive one at a time. Yeah. And Tack had said it yesterday in the interview sometimes it takes one mistake on tour. You have to take advantage of your opponent's mistake to win. Yeah. He's been the guy making that one mistake on TV how many times over the last three or four seasons? Especially against Belmonte. Yeah. Yes. How many times was he the guy making the mistake? Yep. He so didn't do it yesterday. Match everyone wanted to see. Right. Okay. So then we go to the Scorpion, the next one. And in this one, he doesn't finish. Right. And Buttriff does. And Buttriff like has an emotional breakdown on the sidelines, like crying and freaking out that he was able to beat Tackett oh, yeah. there we, uh, we in both that one. took Buttroff, uh, last week. You did for Scorpion. Yeah, yeah you both yep, took, and I took but that, for that was close. Yes. I mean, Tackett had every every I, chance to win that. I thing. like right. the matches where they go right down to the tenth frame. Yeah. The drama. Yeah, EJ has chance. Butcher got the job done. I mean, it's the first title he's won since his mom passed. And so that, that meant a lot to him. So Santu, we like Santu. Mm -hmm. I do. Um, I, I say I, the last name. Come on, say it. No. Say it. Just like, yeah, come oh, on, oh, come oh, on. Right, that, oh. that piece that, uh, yeah, it was funny. I helped, yeah. I helped Kimberly. Yeah. I love Kyle True. I, she's I like, like, Oh, you got that really good. And he's like, I may have heard him say it as I was walking by or whatever. Yeah. Williams comment though, Colin Kovanemi. That's the one that I know that, a lot of the fans out there don't remember Mika, but I, I love it was Mika. hilarious. There was yeah. a couple. I helped Kimberly with that piece, and there was a couple that didn't make air. One of them, best one, was Chris Barnes, who was friends with Mika Koivunemi. Yeah, and they asked him how to pronounce Santu's last name, and he goes, "Favorite Finn." Yeah, right. <laughs> Just to kind of stick it, you know, it didn't make air, but it, it was really that was really fun to do with Kimberly. And I'll tell you what, the fans of Milwaukee have really responded to Santu in a, in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Do you want I think of when I when I saw his name Santu? What's it now? Do you know what I thought of? What? Sister Act. The movie Sister Act. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. in that movie, one of the songs, they say Santu, 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 oh, or right. something like that. Okay. In one of the songs. I've watched the movie like a million times. So <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, Santu, that's exactly coming from the song. All right. PBA uh, Shark Championship. A Matt Ogle gets the win. Ogle, we've seen. Mm -hmm. He's been in the stepladders, not been able to finish, uh, and is able to get this one, and he also was emotional. Well, remember last year at the PBA League where he had a chance to keep his team alive in Game yep. 5? Yep, I remember that. And it let basically West just step up and get 9 to, to, to lock up the title for Portland. I mean, that's something big to come back over. Not only did you let yourself down, but you let four other guys down. Right. That was the last time he was on TV, so it was nice to see Ogle just dump the memory banks on, on TV again and just focus – task at hand against mr personality done. sam cooley 
Yeah, well, we talked about the Sam Cooke. I know. I hate, silent he, he hates your nickname, Dwight. He <laughs> absolutely hates your nickname. He said there's some guys that just shouldn't have a nickname, and he's one of them. Guys that are squares, that are boring. That that's a, he If just, you don't appreciate a nickname, dude, you got issues. That's all mm-hmm. I'm going to say. Like, nicknames are a part of life. And no, not, not all nicknames are great, I right? Great. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've had horrible nicknames that right. people have called me. Yep. But normally, nicknames mean they like you. Right. Right? That's what it is. Might be a good name, nickname. Yeah. Might be a bad no one. Humor. I've been rolling with Sparky forever. Right. When I was first given the name Sparky, I hated it. I said, don't call me in public. Right. And now all these years later, I'm signing emails, Sparky. Like, right. it happens. Yeah. Like, just yeah. take the nickname and go with it. Iceman. That's <laughs> right. a cool nickname. Yes, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine calling him Mr. Personality going there forward. Go. What did you guys think of his notebook? There's Keep, a reason. Keeping well, the notes in the notebook. Well, what did you think of a that? lot of guys do that, but they do it on their phones, right? No, where they not how the different lane stuff. Yeah. And at USBC events like the US Open and Masters, for some god unknown reason, they don't let guys use electronic devices while they're bowling. Not like pace of play isn't bad enough when you know guys are shooting two shots a frame anyway. Uh, and so Sam started using a notebook to keep notes on what he's seeing on lanes in case he goes back to pairs, that type of thing. And he just leaves himself a lot of mental notes in there. I think it's a good thing. It's it's no different than people that. You know, if you're journaling, you 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 seem to be more focused on tasks at hand and that type of thing. And I think that's helped them out a lot. A lot of coaches uh, in sports do that. Mm-hmm. Keep notebooks and notebooks and notebooks. Yeah. Uh, John Gruden, I think, have to, has a ton of notebooks. Lafleur might have a bunch of notebooks. Baggers coach now. Yeah. Bruce Pearl, I think, uh, yeah. kept notebooks as well when he was coming up. But again, the point was, though, I've no, never Buzz seen Wings. another show or another pro ever do it. Right. Yeah. But it's something new, and again, it's just talking about wanting to be as prepared as you can be going forward. You know how many professional bowlers would love to have Chris Barnes' cell phone just for the information and notes he's kept on everywhere the PBA has bowled over the years? That's in his phone. Now, if that phone ever goes down, I mean, right. you know, there it is. But there's a lot of guys that have done that. If they just do it in an electronic fashion. They don't do it on pen and paper, old mm-hmm. school. Right, old school. So. All right, uh, then, of course, PBA World Championships, uh, EJ Tackett uh, gets the job done uh, and uh, takes care of Jason Belmonte uh, at, at the end of the day. I I was happy Surely, for Tackett. Yeah. I, yeah. I really was, man, because you could just tell it. He talked about it. He's like, well, maybe the greatest of all time, Belmonte heard him, mm-hmm. you know, smile and said thank you or whatever else as he was packing up and walking away. Uh, but that was a big deal for Tackett because he struggles playing him on TV mm-hmm. and has for a while now. Yes, and uh, there were many stories of that day. Yep. Um, I don't know if Belmo didn't know the score in the 10th frame, but I mean, he really was showing a lot of motion after he got oh, he that. Knew, he knew the score. Right. <laughs> so here, here we go again with the head games. My, my daughter Ashley keeps talking about the head games and the gamemanship that Belmo plays. You the know? boom stuff is beautiful. The boom. Love you know, it. Get out of here. Yeah, but, you know, but all of... that stuff is just setting up for marketing stuff well, later. He went on if you could consistently do that, apologize. you could have boom shirts. You could right. have boom bowling well, shoes. Well, they have the whole crowd like, doing it. Right. right. But that's right. what I'm saying. He yeah. gets it. He yeah. understands right. the marketing angle. Yeah. If I do, He could say anything. Right. Anything. Just pick a word. Whatever that word is that he says consistently after he makes big <laughs> <he> shots, <laughs> it's going to blow up and he's going to sell stuff. But it's no, the whole thing, Belmo, Belmo apologizing, because it wasn't really an apology. It was more of a, hey. Clarification. Clarification. Right. When I said get out of here, it wasn't uh, the two bowlers. The it, was to the, it was to the pins. Right. right. But, of course, How bowling fans across. being bowling fans, it's that always. don't like Belmo. Uh, you know, it was the same, it's the same thing with Samson. Oh, he was all bent out of shape about the five minutes of practice before the roll off with. That was the cherry on top of the Sunday that day. There was more that led up. There was a lot more that led up than the five minutes and people believing one or two social media posts and spreading like wildfire. 
bowling fans they just they, they'll, they'll start spewing before they know the whole story yeah. he is phil so brylo sure. that's every sport phil um, uh <laughs> phil brylo follow him on uh, twitter at bruce city bowling dwight albrecht at dewey 300 follow me at sparky radio another edition of the spare time bowling show that was a fun one and a long one have a good day toodles <laughs>